It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. And welcome back to another episode of Within the Paranormal. I'm Mike. I'm James. And again with us is... Hey guys, it's Dan again. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna Q, Q, uh, Q Dan. Anyway, um, we definitely wanted to have Dan back because I want to apologize first off. It's been a couple weeks since we've been, um, you know, we're able to record an episode, but real life does... uh, get in the way sometimes plus as you may or may not know james and i are with the uh, suncoast paranormal research association and investigations and evidence review uh, tend to take a priority as well but having said that we're back to continue our discussion on ginwalker ranch which i believe in the last episode we we touched a little bit on which as Dan is want to do, opened up a can of worms. Yeah, I mean, the ranch is pretty amazing, and it's a big can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> it is so incredible what goes on at this place. You know, I, I first discovered or heard about the ranch back in the early 2000s. Um, again, I've been heavily interested into the paranormal for all of my life and have kept up with various things and i want to say um early late 90s early 2000s i had heard some legends and rumors about the ranch but in 2005 george knapp published a book about skinwalker ranch and i read the book and my mind was absolutely blown because here you have this piece of property um that is out in utah that is just a cattle ranch, but you have UFOs, aliens, Bigfoot, um, you know, werewolf-looking creatures. You have these portals, poltergeist activity, apparitions. I mean, you name it. It is like paranormal Candyland. And now so there- I've been fascinated with the place, you know, ever since I first heard about it. Um, and, and my mind has just been blown by everything that happens there now there's also um claims of uh like when you say everything uh paranormal related even down to like uh, cattle and livestock mutilations and yeah that that that's sort a of big thing. thing out there um the cattle mutilations are are one of the ways that i think people's attention were really specifically drawn to the ranch back like you know in the unsolved mysteries era you would see those episodes about cattle mutilation and you know, the ranch was one of those places where that was heavily taking place. The Sherman family, you know, they bought the ranch in the 90s and they began to experience all this phenomena. And when you're a rancher, your investment, your profits depend on those cattle being healthy. And to have these mysterious mutilations happen was just devastating for the Sherman family. I mean, they, there's so many different reports from that place. It is unbelievable. Now, I know there's a, a series on uh, Netflix, I believe, 
um, about uh, the Skinwalker Ranch, which I have not been able to watch. So I don't know if this is a, a question. I know you you both have watched it. Um, is there any type of video evidence or anything that has been presented from the activities here other than, you know, what was released on, you know, the, the documentary? So kind of to give you a little bit of background, the uh, Sherman family owned the property from like 94 to 96. So they're only there for two years and they get so freaked out by all this activity and they're looking for help to kind of figure out what's going on here. So they end up selling the ranch to a real estate investor named Robert Bigelow, who also is the owner of Bigelow Aerospace. And Robert Bigelow teamed up with the United States government <clears throat> to create a organization called NIDS. It, it was the National Institute for Discovery Sciences. And so first time in American history that the government and a uh, private science organization were working simultaneously together on top secret research. So there's about 20 years. There's a 20 year period from 96 to 2016 that Bigelow and the U.S. government and NIDS are working on all sorts of research on this place, and they have never released any of their findings. They have told some stories. They've shared some of their accounts. Uh, some people who have been on the NIDS team have come forward and shared things like that. But as far as evidence goes, no one has seen it. It is all locked under, you know, like <clears throat> Fort Knox type security. Um, so unfortunately, a lot of what we have been able to see of the phenomena going on out there on the ranch has been limited to uh, the show. So is that the only uh, documentary available? I mean, there there's been a couple other like mockumentary, not not mockumentaries, but documentaries that talk about the history and the phenomenon, but they do like reenactments. Um, so really, this this show uh, is kind of it, which is crazy to just think about it. This is the perfect situation right we're we're talking in one of the episodes that i was on with you guys where one of the problems in paranormal investigations is we don't get the opportunity to spend a lot of time at a certain location and try to get the same phenomena to replicate um especially when you're thinking about the residual hauntings right does the same soldier walk past that cannon in gettysburg you know, every year on the anniversary of the battle. We don't know. Um, are there certain things that need to create that uh, phenomena and make it manifest? These guys had 20 years of nonstop research on the place, and they left scratching their heads. Can you imagine that? Like, it, it, it's our dream to have that kind of access to something where the whole honeypot of paranormal is going on, and you leave scratching your head. After 20 years of research, you have more questions than you have answers. I mean, that's just got to be mind boggling. It's got to drive people insane. Now, I know in, in Area 51, which I mean, I don't think any anybody who's even done basic research in the paranormal uh, would be unfamiliar with with what Area 51 is. I know there um, you get investigators and thrill seekers, whatever you want to call them. We'll drive out right up to Area 51 uh, until 
you know, the men in black and the military show up and say, back off. When they take pictures and video and all of that, you would think, though, that in that amount of time that somebody would have, you know, even if they walked up to the edge of the property, would still have been able to get something. Well, the neat thing about Skinwalker Ranch is, yes, it, this phenomenon is going on on this ranch, but it is really going on in the entire Uinta Basin. So it, it butts right up against a big Indian re- reservation. And, you know, the phenomena happens all over the place, N- not just limited to Skinwalker Ranch, but really in the surrounding area, too. It seems like there is a more concentrated amount of activity going on at the ranch for some unknown reason, which they're trying to narrow down right now why this is happening they're finding weird stuff under the ground that they can't explain they're finding weird energies uh in the air that they can't explain and how are these things connected you know it's just this odd place so yeah there there is evidence out there from the surrounding areas of ufos other types of you know uh apparitions and things like that obviously the cattle mutilations as well the cattle mutilations are probably one of the things that are the most documented. But, uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Mike. Um, unlike at Area 51, where that's kind of a contained area here at the ranch, um, there is a concentrated amount of it at the ranch. But it seems like in the surrounding area, the same type of phenomena uh, is is evidenced as well. So, yeah, there's some stuff out there. Well, James, I mean, you watched the, uh, you just got done watching season two, right? Yeah, um, I got more questions than answers. Um, Before, they weren't allowed to dig on the property because anytime they dug, something would happen. It wasn't always immediately. It could take, you know, an hour or two to a few days for something to happen. Um, But this season, they were allowed to truly dig and they brought in a, a well digger that went down to 110 feet, and uh, they kept getting RF, and they were using scopes and compasses and all that. And an analog compass, instead of it pointing magnetic north, it was pointing it, – it changed north to west and kept pointing towards where it was – the drill was. Um their phones would go crazy. His, he had a, a phone, an app on his phone that was a, a compass. It would knock it off 15 degrees and point towards the the drill. They actually found a certain type of. Uh, well, I mean, they found a, they analyzed the soil from our feet. They found iron, everything to make an electronic component, like an AM/FM radio. Every component for the material to build it was there. Um, some of the, the materials for planes and space aircraft, they found in the dirt. Um, there used to be radiation signatures. They never did find radiation. They shot two rockets up. They lost one completely. They haven't figured out where it went. They watched it go into the cloud, and that was it. They have UFO sightings. I would love to go there personally and check it out. Oh, I don't. I don't think any 
paranormal investigator, whether they're just uh, you know a, a thrill seeker sort of thing, or whether they're they're passionate about research, I don't think anybody would pass up the opportunity to go there. I know I I don't fly, but I definitely uh, start the road trip out. Oh yeah, I, I'd, I would I'd be fly. there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's crazy because they've got all these different things happening um they actually brought in a navajo to do a prayer and they had a uh, heat sensing cameras on different on this one part and after he said the prayer the tops of the trees were cold underneath the trees were hot and in between where a pocket was see now it was cold like a spirit showed up and he was explaining well you know, normally when there's a cold spot like this in a hot area, they say it's a spirit that, or an entity, and but they never could debunk it. They tried. Well, here's the thing for me. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely a, a believer in the paranormal. I I I've had too many personal experiences to to believe otherwise. However, when it comes to television, I'm an extreme skeptic. Because uh, after all, these shows are created to, for ratings and, and to get viewers. And right. my thought is, without any any other evidence from any independent investigation, you know, I, I personally feel like I got to take everything on that, that show with a grain of salt. Right. But you can actually research and find out that there's government entities wanting information on this ranch. Yeah, and that that's pretty crazy to me. Like, and you know, one of the lead investigators on the show is Travis Taylor, who's a NASA scientist. So, I mean, NASA's even letting him go on this show and be like, "Hey, you know, we're affiliated in this in some capacity." So that to me adds a little bit of credibility. I do get what you're saying though. Um, with TV, they want to make it entertaining and they want to keep you on the edge of your seat. Um, but the the strangeness of how it goes on and the inconsistency of it. When James was talking about the digging, you know, I'm thinking about the compass thing while they're using the, the drill. But then they're at Homestead 2 and they open up a well and the dude like barely gets two feet away from it and he gets radiation sickness. I yep. mean, and then the radiation's gone the next time they go out there. Um, it, it's just so bizarre how this place just m- the best scientists in the world can't explain anything anything about it. <laughs> they actually have it on camera where they brought emus in and they were attacked and they actually show the film. You can't see what it is, but you can see where it first gets attacked at and it how it grabs it. You can actually see that. I mean, it looks like yeah. a giant clawish hand grabs it. It's yeah. crazy. It's it's nuts. You know, for us as paranormal investigators, we want to go into a situation and help our client to find answers to what's going on. You know, they they've called us in for a reason because either they're scared or um they are being harmed or hurt in some capacity and they want answers and they want solutions. Could you imagine the frustration of not being able to provide answers after years and years of continuous research. Oh, that would drive me nuts, not being able to give them answers. Well, I again, the skeptic in me is saying, 
how do we know? I mean, just because they said it doesn't mean. I mean, let's let's for a moment. Um, I'll put my skepticism aside, and we'll say that everything that's presented on the show is on the up and up. However, if they did find answers, especially if it's you know extraterrestrial related, do you really think the the military would? be so gung-ho to let that information be released i think we are starting to become conditioned to get ready for that absolutely um you know just this year congress said hey you guys need to release what you know about uaps you know unidentified aerial phenomena or ufos as we would rather call them um, you need to give us information on what you know about this. And so Congress was given a briefing on what they know. And part of that stipulation was that there would also be another briefing released to the public. And basically what the U.S. government this year has said is, yes, this phenomena exists. We do not know who is in control of it? We know that it's not from us. We do not believe it's from China or Russia, but we don't know who is in control of it. So obviously they do know more than they're telling us, and they have to for national security. I understand that. But I think with the admission that, yes, there is something going on, no, we're not sure who is really behind it, um, they're starting to condition citizens uh, to be told you the truth. Want them all freaking out, running around, going, "Oh my God, we're being invaded!" Yeah, I mean, if the president came on TV tonight and he said, "You know, aliens are real. We've made contact," uh, you would see mass hysteria. Oh, in a heartbeat. See, and look I, at I, the world radio show. Look at the panic that it caused. Yeah, well, but that was still. We're talking back in the 1940s, dude, and they were. They were talking about, you know, um, it wasn't just, hi, we come in peace. This was, we're wiping out all of mankind. This is Judgment Day. Everybody's going to die. Well, so you can understand why there would be panic from that, but you're you're gonna have let's say that scenario happened, and I'm I'm not getting political here at all. Um, but if that scenario happened, there's multiple things that that are going to be the response, right? So the president comes out on TV. We've made contact with aliens. Aliens are real. Here, here's one to come and stand next to me. You're going to have religious groups who are going to uh, respond in very different ways. Some are going to embrace it. Some are going to say this is a sign of end times. Others are going to really go into freak out mode and want us to take up arms against the aliens. You're going to have political groups that are going to be split and divided on the truth behind what's going on. Um, and it, it's going to be chaos <laughs> whenever it does happen. More than likely, the way that I think they would reveal aliens exist is some sort of mass appearance of ships worldwide um yeah and to then, be honest with you dude uh, unless unless honestly unless we have you know a ufo landing on the the white house front lawn and you know have a clatu barata nikto moment i i think a lot of people would be skeptical it was even real yeah that's yeah i mean the government came out and said hey this is a real thing and people laugh about it they don't they don't even believe that the government is admitting that this exists people laugh and they're like yeah right come on and and the government <laughs> just told people hey ufos are real 
and nobody cares. Well, honestly, I think at this point in society, if you wanted to get a message out, you're, you're instead of making a, an announcement, you're probably better off making a TikTok video or posting on Twitter if you really want to announce something. Yeah, like half, <laughs> half the world probably doesn't even know they they said what. <laughs> yeah, you, you you'll see uh you know the the president doing some kind of dance with the aliens and <laughs> it'll be all over TikTok. Yeah, that's the visual I needed. Politicians dancing with aliens to some kind of like Lady Con- Gaga some, song or something. Yeah, or Kanye yeah, West, uh, something really terrible. No, 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 no. I, I no. Hopefully they have better taste in music. No, dude, I'd want to see the alien twerking a baby shark. That's what I want to see. <laughs> oh, I don't need that image, man. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, if you want to see that, just go watch the Orville. Right. Spoilers. Right. <laughs> dude, I've not watched any of that show for this year yet. It's you know, great. Season three. Oh, it's fantastic. It. Best Star Trek show mm. out there. Yeah, it is. Um, but you know, back to the ranch. I I think the things that really intrigue me um are how all these different phenomena are happening in one place and they seem connected. Now, it's not too yep. often that you hear UFOs, aliens, ghosts or, you know, spirit activity in in a con- connected manner. One of the main focuses in the research here at the ranch is portals and interdimensional travel that's what the main theory seems to be that the ranch somehow is a gateway for portals to open and interdimensional beings of various types to kind of come through they've even had sightings of dinosaur like uh, creatures on the ranch so very very interesting to me have you guys ever read Whitley Strieber's book Communion? I have not. It is a phenomenal book on an alien abduction experience that happened in the 80s to Whitley Strieber and his family. On Discovery Plus, they have a shock doc where they interview Whitley and some of uh, the people that were involved in, you know, uh, his life during all of the activity and towards the end of the documentary one of the things they start to talk about is after his book and as his experiences continued there were times where maybe a loved one had passed away and the aliens were aware of the dead people and there was interaction between the living the dead and the aliens all at once that is very rare to hear about when we're talking about UFOs and alien phenomena. And so that's kind of intriguing to me that, you know, Whitley Strieber has that kind of experience in his own life in New York. But out here in Utah, you have this ranch where everything is going on at the same time. Uh, so very peculiar, very strange. Um, <clears throat> you know, other than Old South Pittsburgh Hospital and that investigation most of our investigations have been pretty cut and dry i would say where you you just have one type of entity and activity would you agree with that i i would say old south pittsburgh was the only one where there was a whole lot of different stuff going on yeah to some extent i'd agree with that yeah so i don't know what to think about this i mean um it it's just 
mind-boggling that you can have a place where so much happens. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, it really wouldn't be, be that strange if everything that we perceive as separate facets of the paranormal, meaning UFOs, cryptozoology, ghosts, uh, poltergeist, uh, portals, all of that, if those aren't actually all connected in the same thing. I mean, there's got to be a... uh, I hate to say it and sound like a... and state the obvious, but there's got to be some kind of rational explanation for it, even if that rational explanation is a fantastic one. Well, you know, a rational explanation doesn't mean it has to be something that we are in the know about now, right? Exactly. Think about astronomy 500 years ago. To think that the Earth was round and that, um, you know, it had an atmosphere and things like that, you know, that that was just nonsense. Um, so we're we're constantly in a state of discovery. We're always learning new things. You know, our scientists now are discovering new types of physics that have never been imaginable before. Um, so to to say. There's got to be a rational explanation. Is not a far stretch. We just don't know what that rational explanation is yet. We probably won't. I mean, not at least not in our lifetimes. But well, how, well, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. How can you explain a magnetic field as big as they were showing, right? And yet there's something in the sky at I think it was 20,000 feet or 20,000 feet or something like that. It kept saying the helicopter re- kept reading that there is land or something. 40 feet below. Yeah, the the helicopter was, um, you know, I think 30,000 feet in the air, but the instruments were all reading that, you know, they were only 40 40 feet above. Yeah, like 40 feet above the ground. That's insane. Helicopters don't do that, (laughs) you know, especially well-serviced ones like that. That one was. Um, There's some really interesting phenomena going on there uh, all around the place, in the ground, on the ground, above the ground. They found on one of the boulders that they, the people that owned it before this this guy owned it said, do not dig in this spot. They moved a boulder, and it had a Navajo. Yeah, it had like an inscription on it. Bird. Yeah. Firebird on it, um, yep. which was, you know, they, they believe it's protection. You know, they, they found other markings on the, the cliffside. This place is just such a big hot spot and it's it's uh explain laser reflection on rock please somebody explain to me how laser reflection can happen on a rock and they dance it's is it possible well, I don't have a – you mean like a laser pointer or like an actual laser laser? Like an actual – like a laser pointer. So um, you know you know how like we do our um, laser grid to, yeah. to detect shadows coming through it? They did something very similar except uh, much higher powered. And what was happening is they're pointing it at basically the mountain and the lasers are bouncing and moving and they shouldn't do that. <laughs> um it was it was incredible they they had no explanation they're they're like this is physically impossible we we have no idea how this light is behaving in this manner 
unless the mountain is like shifting and moving. And how can it have a light, like white, uh, a light wash behind it when they're out in the middle of nowhere, where there's no light, no no street light, no city light, no nothing. They have this glow of light, white, you know, light wash behind this, this mountain. It, I mean, they showed you can pull it up on Google Maps, and there's no city that can do it. That that would be that close. It, it's crazy. Yeah. See, and again, my skeptic side of me is saying, well, yeah, they, there's nothing that would do it unless the production company created it. Um, using, you know, floodlights off in the distance that we didn't see, you know, that sort of thing. And that's why I'm, it really bothers me that nobody's been allowed to go out there and investigate it. But is that the reason they won't let anybody in there? Well, they let Post Malone go out and investigate. Yep. (laughs) I mean, if you have the, the money, it seems like you can get out there. Yes, because Post, but... <laughs> Post Malone is that beacon of paranormal research. Well, he's paranormal something himself. <laughs> it's but you can you go know. to the Navajo land, and as long as you have permission to be on the reservation, oh yeah, and walk, you know, go to the border of it in Skinwalker well, see, Ranch. But see that that is what I mentioned earlier. Why I I've been looking this whole time we've been talking trying to find some kind of video uh, of that, and I can't find anything. Yeah, so um, I think they keep security so tight at the ranch because they have a real fear of physical danger and harm. Uh, You do see people that are on the show who have experienced uh, physical harm, especially when they're digging. There's uh, the one gentleman who had some kind of like brain problem where, you know, his his skull was all inflamed and uh, all of that stuff. Yeah. Thomas Winterton, you know, and he has that before the show. And then during the show, it happens to him again when they're digging. So I think they're just so terrified by the unknown and what could be there. That could really harm people, and that's why they don't want to let just anybody onto the ranch to investigate. I mean, everybody goes out there that's been on the show has had to sign a waiver of liability to even step onto the property because of how the – I mean, Dragon, which is the lead security, he he is uh, – he doesn't let up when it comes to safety. It, it's – he warns them straight up, you know, this could happen, you know, and if it does, you need to tell us because it just because it doesn't happen to you right now doesn't mean a week down the road or two weeks down the road it, you know, something weird doesn't happen to you. So one of the things that that's a great point that, you know, sometimes things happen later on. Right. So I don't know about you guys, but I have definitely had things follow me home after an investigation and one of the things that i've read about the ranch recently is uh brandon fugel who owns the ranch currently has talked many times about being on the ranch having some sort of experience and then going home and having 
a similar experience at home or at his office seeing shadow persons uh it's almost like the phenomena will follow you in a sense yeah that's well documented outside of skinwalker ranch you just gotta look up him and you know he's got a nice long bio well i'm looking at youtube right now and there's somebody that's posted a video supposedly says uh, i went to the legendary skinwalker ranch in real life and did a paranormal investigation look for ufos uaps ghost skinwalker shadows figures and anything paranormal this is the account of what i saw and high strangeness that occurred yeah i don't want to promote this unless uh i've checked it out and been able to tell if it's legit or you know some kind of parody but apparently at one point if this is to be believed that and i think it would be because it says the history channel uh did a 12-hour ufo hotspot live stream about two years ago um with 12 hours of surveillance footage from skinwalker ranch in utah Right. But there again, was this actual surveillance footage? I mean, because I'm I'm watching the video now and I don't see clouds moving. I don't see anything. Is it still video? Um, Is it just a picture? You know, that sort of thing. So it it is definitely on my bucket list to go and check it out in person. I mean, it's intrigued me enough to go. Holy cow, I definitely want to go check this out. Yeah, I think at some point I wouldn't mind, you know, again, getting as close as possible to it. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what to think of it. It's my yeah, it, It's one of those places that I think for a long time is going to be a mystery. I do appreciate that the History Channel and, you know, Discovery is trying to um, put something out there for us to be able to experience this. Because, I mean, before this show, there's just nothing there's a book you know no one has really known what the place looks like it's just all been stories and accounts from other people and now we're we're getting some visual we're watching this team uh you know for an hour a week or whatever get to investigate we're seeing a glimpse of what they're experiencing so i mean who knows if we're even seeing the whole picture they might be showing us one thing when some major big stuff is really going on that they're not even showing us. I mean, I have to assume there there is some secrecy even to their research as well, kind of like, uh, you know, NIDS had. It's amazing of what happened. I mean, and there's not a whole lot. I mean, I've not been able to find a whole lot on it. I mean, you mentioned the book. The book is the closest thing that I know of. It's on there. But other than that, there the show's the next closest thing but kind of look at it like mike does it great entertainment and it does keep you on your feet on your toes but if all of it is actual happening one of the things that i kind of wish they could do on the show uh that they're not doing just because of the decay of the homesteads in george knapp's book he describes that uh the homesteads were still in decent enough shape that they had investigator teams living in them and the activity that would happen in homestead 2 which in the show you just see is kind of you know in shambles it's really um decayed and not safe to be in but the activity that happened there and that's described in the book was just incredible you know different creatures being seen 
either inside the house or outside the house, poltergeist activity, just insane stuff that we would all die to see, right? <laughs> we would love to see this stuff and experience it, and they're experiencing it like all the time. <laughs> so I I would love to get out there and um, experience the ranch. If we ever did have the chance, I would hope that we would get, you know, maybe a week or two to be out there and experience it. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to keep our eyes open. Maybe there will be opportunities for people to go out and uh, be volunteer investigators. Who knows? I'd go in a heartbeat. Same. Yeah, I'd probably go, providing, you know, I didn't have to, you know, fly. <laughs> um, I will fly to Florida and ride with you out there. Dude, I it would be great to do another paranormal <laughs> road trip. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Should I be scared? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, all right, it's not enough we do a radio show together. Can you imagine us all three on a road trip? <laughs> yeah. <be> rocking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think of a... Like a, a paranormal themed uh, playlist. Yeah, start with Ghostbusters. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, guys, thanks for having me on again tonight. Yep. This is one of my favorite subjects to talk about. It it's so big and so in depth. It's hard to talk about it in an hour or so. You yeah, know, there, we could no literally spend just days of nonstop banter about this place. At some point, I will get caught up to uh, to you guys on. Uh, watching this uh the series and and we'll have to touch back because i'm I'm sure i will have some questions or some some more skepticism to to bounce back and forth um but anyway guys if you've listened to this point and uh you're still here thank you um hope you've enjoyed it if you have any questions uh any thoughts please don't hesitate to drop us a line uh which you can do so at our at the Facebook page for uh, Suncoast Paranormal Research Association. But again, I'd like to thank Dan for joining us and hope you'll join us next time as we go within the paranormal. Thanks See? for having me again, guys. I really appreciate it. No problem. Glad you're here. Yeah, always. Later, guys. <laughs>